Welcome to Speaking of Partnership, the show that brings you the personal partnership stories of experts from all walks of life so you can turn their stumbling blocks into stepping stones to healthy, long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Ken Bechtel. You know that the partnership game is not easy, but it is beautiful. If you find you're struggling with attracting or maintaining partnerships, go to speakingofpartnership.com right now, click on the big red tell me more button, and start creating your ideal partnership today. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. Today's podcast is brought to you by audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash speaking of partnership. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Get yours today. I'm excited to bring you today's guest all the way from Bali, Indonesia, Rodolfo Young. Rodolfo, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. My pleasure. For any of you out there listening that may not be familiar with Rodolfo, he is an author, a speaker, and a heart coach who's on a mission to inspire one million hearts. Now, he's already touched the lives of thousands of people from all around the world, and on today's show, he's going to touch a few more thousands, so this is great. He has shared the stage with some of the world's greatest leaders in transformational consciousness. He's actually been featured alongside of Eckhart Tolle, uh, Lisa Nichols, John Osaroff, Ken Wilber, and T. Harbecker. His books on love, life, beauty, relationship, and self-discovery are read by people all around the world. Rodolfo, do me a favor. Take a minute, fill in any blanks there may be in that intro, and give us a little glimpse into your personal life, if you would. Sure. Um, so yeah, that's my, my professional uh, intro and bio. I'd say more on a personal level, you know, I, I live here in Bali, Indonesia, and I get to spend most of my time hanging out in cafes, drinking coconuts, and really just sharing presence and love with people. And that's, that's kind of my guiding uh, philosophy in life to some extent is to be an example of what it is that, that my own truth is so that other people can find their truth as well. And uh, yeah, I'm here in Bali enjoying the life. Uh, I get to go back and forth on little visa runs and travel and, and do talks all around the world now. And it, it's really just a life of flow. It, uh, I've learned over the years how to surrender the plans and the goals and, and all these other things and just kind of trust what life's presenting. That is great. And I got to say, I, I'm, I'm working on the, the surrendering to a life of flow. So it's great to hear from somebody who's embodying <laughs> that. Uh, where are you from originally, Rodolfo? I was born in Mexico, Mexico City. And I moved when I was about nine or ten months old to the United States. Grew up in San Diego, California. And then I moved out here to Bali probably about seven years ago. Excellent. Very cool. Well, let me ask you something, because one of the things that, that I found with myself and, and certainly with our guests on the show is that it, it's really beneficial for most of us, at least, to, to have, I call it a guiding principle. Some people you know, consider it like a, a quote or a mantra or, or just something that's their touchstone. But I'm wondering, what is that kind of phrase or principle that you come back to in partnership that helps you stay on track? And, and how can our listeners apply this in their lives? 
there's a, a several guiding principles, I would say. Uh, I'm actually writing a book right now on the 25 um, key principles of living a conscious life. Nice. But the one that, that comes up the most for me and that really affects pretty much all, especially for, for a show like this, all my relationships, is love is not a possession to be exchanged. It's a resonance to be recognized. It's something that's come up in my talks and, and that phrase kind of has developed into its refinement there. But the idea is that, you know, we often think of love or how we connect with others as something that we exchange. I, I give you my love or I receive your love. But that makes it an object. That makes it a possession. And a possession can be lost and a possession can be possessive. Um, there's all these other qualities that come up when we make it an object. And so if instead we look at it as a resonance or really a recognition of one another uh, in that moment, whether it be if there's an attraction, it's because there's, a, there's an equal resonance, there's a frequency that's happening there that, that makes you each stand out to each other. And then there's a recognition. That's love. And that recognition is also the recognition of what you're feeling inside. It has nothing to do with the other person. It's literally what you recognize as a feeling that comes up in you. And so for me, that principle of love is not a possession, but rather a, rec a resonance to be recognized helps me to move through, whether it be my personal relationships, my business relationships, any kind of relating, actually, especially relating to self, because I'm not looking at it as something that can be lost, but I'm looking at it as something that is always there, just sometimes I might forget and not recognize it. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that term resonance. Because, I mean, it is energy. We all know this. And, and rather we want to use that word or something else. But there's like, you know, when people are like, ooh, I just felt something. Well, what, <laughs> what is that, you know? And it is. It's, it's something that's just like going, wow, this matches, this clicks, this resonates. And I love that idea that it's it's that resonance that you're experiencing. It's not a, a thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, I, go ahead. I just remember a quote that I heard once that made me laugh, but uh, that that tingling feeling you feel when you see somebody that you know, you're attracted to is, is your sanity leaving the room. <laughs> <laughs> That's something to keep in mind, too, right? Well, here's what's great about that, though, if you think about it, because there's so much talk about, you know, chemistry and having that chemistry, which is a lot of that tingling feeling that, ooh, this is just amazing. And... What if that was your sanity living, leaving the room? Totally. What and if that I, was I you just losing sight of what really matters to you and going, oh, I just want this little tingly feeling. Yeah, and it needs to be. There's, there's, I mean, we have our mental capacity and then we have our physical capacity and our emotional capacity and, and our energetic capacity. And they all work together. But the mind, especially in, our, in today's society, has been cultivated so much that it dominates and so when we get these feelings and it, it technically our, our sanity is leaving, we go out of our minds and instead we go into our bodies, we go into our energy, we go into our spirit, and we get to connect in a different way. So I, I do think it is actually a, a, a beneficial uh, feeling and, and element. Yeah, no, that, I love that. I love that. Well, let me ask you this, because one of the things that, that has our, our listeners loving this show is the stories that our guests are so incredibly generous in presenting and, and offering about their lives. And what I'd love to do, Rodolfo, is start with 
If you would take us to a time in your life when you kind of tripped up in a partnership and, and just tell us that story. You know, what were you doing? How did you trip up? Or maybe what did you trip on? And then what did you learn from that that you were able to move forward with? Yeah, um, I, I saw this question in the interview flow and, and I really had to sit down with it and go, wow, what, what do I want to share? And one of the first things that came up, and this is just kind of a funny one, was I remember one of my first relationships I, my, my girlfriend at the time had asked me to go into the other room and, and grab her bra. I came back with the wrong one. And she goes, no, this this one. And she described me. I'm going, oh, the fluffy one. And she just looked at me with the most disdain. <laughs> but that I, I want to go deeper than something like that. And, and <laughs> <laughs> where, where I'd like to go actually is, this is a very personal story, and you know, I'm, I'm happy to share it. In one of my more recent relationships, uh, at some point in the relationship, we were in a long-distance setup, and uh, my partner ended up cheating on me. And I knew that it was coming. I, I, I had felt it. I knew the dynamics of her and this other person. Um, and then I knew once it had happened, so it was almost like I was just waiting for her to tell me. And I was, at the same time, preparing myself figuring out what my own choice would be around it. And I did this internal process. And I didn't really include her in that. And when she finally did tell me, she, she came out here to Bali, we were back together, and, and she finally divulged it, and she was really scared, and it was very vulnerable sharing for her. And I remember forgiving her very easily because I had already done the process for it. And the trip up was that I forgave, but I didn't express my process or my own pain. And what then occurred is for her internally, whether consciously or unconsciously, she saw, oh, I can get away with this kind of stuff. I can walk all over him. It doesn't phase him. It doesn't, it doesn't affect him. When really that wasn't the case. It was that I made a conscious choice and I processed my feelings before we even had that talk. And it ended up biting us later in the relationship because it was actually still in me. The emotions were still there. Um, there was still pain and all these things. And so what I really learned was definitely, you know, in life when, when we go through things and if something causes us pain or hurt or there's, there's some challenge, for sure forgive. Forgive, let go, surrender, move on, but express because when we don't, then what we do is suppress instead of express. And anything suppressed comes back up to haunt you. Yeah, that's that's an interesting trip up, right? Because you felt like you dealt with it well, which you have. Yeah, I was all proud yet, of myself. <laughs> yeah, it sounds awesome, right? I'm sure people are going, well, that sounds perfect. That would be awesome to have it dealt with before it even really gets there. And then you turn around and go, mm, but it kind of misrepresented what the experience was. Exactly. Yeah, that's so interesting because what, what you just described um, reminded me of something. Somebody once, uh, a teacher of mine actually once said, oh, Ken's a spiritual tank. He can run over anything. Oh. And at first I was like, yeah, that's cool. And then I realized, oh, that's horrible. Uh-huh. Because of exactly what you're talking about, maybe I could process through it, but because I was keeping that all hidden behind the walls of armor, I seemed invincible and they could just throw anything at me mm -hmm. and it almost made me a target. 
Yeah. Because the real me that was having the emotions and so on wasn't being revealed. And so nobody thought, yeah, there's no big deal. You can do whatever. Ken doesn't mind. He can, you know, cruise through this. I don't know why, but that's awesome. I don't have to really consider him in that way. It's one of the things that I've noticed with uh, a lot of the transformational leaders, whether spiritual, professional, coaches, that we put ourselves into this, um, not just on a kind of on a pedestal, but in a trap because we do come across as I've got this all taken care of, I'm invincible, um, I've got all the answers, that kind of stuff. And so then that's expected of us and you know, being able to ask for support when we do need it is so difficult because we've put up this whole mas- kind of mask and facade and persona that we don't need it. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And it creates isolation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's let's take a little different tact on this, Rodolfo. And, and it's very similar, but there's a nuance to it that I think makes a huge difference. And, and what that is, is I'd love for you to tell us a story of a time when you had what I call one of those duh moments where you, all of a sudden you realize, how did I miss this for so long? How, how could I literally have been such a knucklehead and not realize what was going on? And then Expand on what happened that that you know you were able to turn that wake up moment into a building block for your future partnerships. Yeah, for me, probably one of the most profound duh or like epiphany moments. It was funny because it it's a concept that we are told constantly as a as a heart coach and relationship coach. I tell my clients this all the time that you know we we're not responsible for other people. We're only responsible for ourselves. And yet for as many times as I had said that, I hadn't actually really embodied it. And there came this moment with with a a past partnership that I had where I think we were out having some wine and she was sharing something with me and, and something just clicked where I realized, wow, I have absolutely no control over how you feel about that situation. I cannot, not just I'm not, but I cannot be responsible for you. And I I had to end up breaking down the word in my own mind that responsibility isn't a a duty. It's not an obligation. I think society kind of creates it as that. But responsibility, when you break it up, is the ability to respond. And there are times when we don't have the ability to respond to something. It, it may just not be in our power. And for me, in so many of my relationships, because I took on that responsibility when I really didn't have the power to, it made me feel helpless. And then that helplessness caused other issues in the relationship. And so having that moment of, oh, I'm, I'm not responsible for you and I'm not responsible for your history. That was probably the bigger part of it, was realizing there's so much that comes up in relationship. And, and part of where this came up in that moment when, when I was with this partner was she was telling me about an issue from her past that had been triggered by something that was going on with she and I at the moment. And I realized that so often in a relationship, especially at the beginning of relationships, people get together and as soon as vulnerability comes up, as soon as some of the layers are shed and and the shields put down, well, the first thing that's going to come up are the wounds of the past. 
and they come up and the mistake that's made is that people think that it's the partnership that they're in right now that's creating those wounds or creating that trigger when really it's creating the space for that to come up to be healed. And But you, to do that, you have to realize that it's not your responsibility, their history. Yeah, that's that's a tremendous reminder. And, and it actually was interesting as you were talking about it, of not being responsible for their experience, their emotions, whatever's going on. You reminded me of, it was, geez, almost 20 years ago, um, I was engaged to a woman and we were having a big fight and she was crying and I was crying and, and I kind of worked through it and she was still very emotional about it. And I looked at her and I said, I can't fix this for you. Mm-hmm. And she walked out of the room and went out in the other room and, and I was in the bedroom and I, it was, you know, we were about to go to bed when everybody decides to have fights, right? Right before you go yeah. to bed. Um, I don't know what that's <laughs> about. But, uh, <laughs> so, she goes out there and I lay down in bed and I can hear her sobbing and I'm like, but I can't do anything. I can hold space for her, but I can't fix it. And about a half hour later, she walks back into the bedroom and she goes, thank you. Nobody's ever done that for me before. And she said, that was one of the most loving things anybody's ever done for me is give her the space to, like you said, process it herself. And it was such a, I mean, I didn't have that in my head when I said, I can't do this for you, (laughs) but I knew I couldn't. It had nothing to do with me. It was something she needed to work through. And it ended up, strange as it sounds, it brought us really close at that point because we're like, okay, I, I recognize you've got all the power you need to do whatever you need to do. And I can support you in having that space. Yeah, yeah. And that was a tremendous gift to her. Where I think a lot of times we think, oh, that's a horrible thing to make somebody go through that by themselves. (laughs) It it really comes down to how you look at it. And you said the key word there, you you trusted that she had the power. And a far greater gift than taking care of somebody is trusting that they have the ability to do it themselves. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, again, culturally, that's not very commonly put out there. (laughs) (laughs) No. It's the exact opposite, right? Well, let me ask you this, Rodolfo, because we're going we're gonna to change gears now. And, and what I'd like to do is have you share with our listeners uh, what I call one of those proud moments of partnership. And it, it might be romantic, it might be family, career, whatever it lands for you. But it's one of those times where when you think back on it, it, just like a smile takes over your face. There's no way you can not smile thinking about this time. What's one of those for you? Mm. Um... I'd say probably the there's a lot of those little moments when when there's just absolute presence and surrender with somebody where you know you're either laughing your heads off or or just giggling and and enjoying each other's company those are always the moments that come up for me that I don't know if it's it's pride that it brings up but that I I'm excited and happy that I was able to let go and and i suppose in moments like that when when there's a surrender and, and actually talking about gifts as, as we just were with the idea of of giving somebody your trust a specific moment that i can think of and and it happens to do with this surrender quality is when i was i was in a a situation with with a partner 
And what they were asking of me, no matter what I could mentalize or theorize or coach or do all these other things with, it wasn't enough because I wasn't actually giving them me. I wasn't being vulnerable with them. And I'd say probably one of my proudest moments was fully surrendering, putting all my guards down, all my shields, all the defenses and the walls, and saying, here I am, and I trust that I'm in safe hands. I trust that you can hold me in this vulnerability. I trust that you can help me in my own healing process and that it's safe for me to to be here completely disarmed. That is great. Really great. Well, let me ask you another question because we've talked about a lot of past experiences and I'd love to bring this more into the present. And what would you say, Rodolfo, is, is one partnership that just is really exciting for you right now in your life? At the moment, uh, I'm, I'm single at the moment. I'm not in a, a partnership or relationship, but I kind of am. I, you know, and it may sound a bit cliche because you know, we often say you have to be in relation to yourself first before you can really relate with others. And that's where my focus is at the moment is, is a really deep relationship with self. Uh, as I shared with you at the beginning of, of the interview before we came up on the call, I'm in a, a year practice of silence, breaking it only for interviews like this and for heart talks that I give around the world. And during that time, it's, it's giving myself space to really relate to my own inner processes, to what I'm observing myself as I interact in the world. And even further than that, letting myself receive. One of the things that I, I found in most relationships that I, I probably don't balance out as well as I can is that I'm, I'm very much in service. I'm very much a giver in, in relationships. And as much as I'm being given, I'm not really receiving what I'm being given. And so I started this process when I, after my last relationship of, okay, where can I start to cultivate my ability and practice to receive? And the first thought that came to me was, you know, when, I'm, when I am in relationship, I'll be walking through a store and almost always on my mind is, Ooh, what, what little gift could I get this person just to make them happy when I get home? And I started thinking, oh, let me start to do that for myself. Mm. When I'm out and about, what little gift can I give myself? Whether it be actually a purchase or uh, you know, going and getting a massage or taking time out to read or whatever it is. And I actually made a practice that every single week I would give myself a gift that I could recognize as a gift for myself. And that's really started to help me in my own relationship to self. So that's probably the most exciting one for me at the moment is learning how to receive because if we can't do that, then we actually, in relationships with other people, rob them of their ability to give. Yeah. And so really important to start to balance that out for me. Well, I love that, Rodolfo. And one of the things that's really interesting is as you were talking about, you know, you thought about, oh, look. What if I give myself a gift when I'm out? <laughs> For me, as soon as you said that, I realized there's certainly times when I do that, but I don't view them as gifts. Uh, I view them as like uh, somehow I'm cheating. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you're not supposed to be doing that for you. You're supposed to be getting that for somebody else. 
exactly. That's yeah. the quality I'm, I'm wanting to shift within myself because, of course, we all deserve to give to ourselves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, that's so funny because I, I totally get that. And, and <laughs> as soon as you said it, I'm like, oh, yeah, and I usually feel guilty <laughs> as soon as I did that. Like, oh, is that okay to do that? And, you know, ironically put myself first. Well, if I'm compromised, then how good can I be for anyone else? Mm-hmm. And exactly. oftentimes it is those, it's just those little things that say, oh yeah, this is, this is for you or you're important. And yeah, brilliant. I, I love that. I would, I'm going to have to adopt this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very, very cool. Well, Rodolfo, we actually have arrived at a part of the show that I call it bring it all home. And this is where we, we step away from the stories and I ask you to share some simple concrete guidance for our listeners so they can you know, take it and apply it directly to their partnerships right now. Where I'd love to start is, I'm kind of curious, what what would you say is the best partnership or relationship advice that you ever received? That one's an easy one for me to, to come up with. The The best advice that I've ever received actually came from a, another relationship coach. And it was to not only express your truth, but express your truth and invite your partner into it. So that second part was what, what was significant for me. You know, I've, I've always believed in expressing your truth. I believe in radical honesty in relationships. And that means really getting clear on what's true for you. And it may be that, you know, for instance, when, when you said to that partner, I can't fix this for you, that was your truth. Mm-hmm. And that was a great gift for them then. And for me... There was in so many relationships of my past where I would suppress my truth because either you know I, I could look at, at it and go, oh, this isn't that important to me, so I'll I'll let her have this and and I can go without, or even something as simple as a restaurant choice, you know, not actually expressing what's true, and, and that builds up into resentments and bitterness and things like that in relationships. And so expressing your truth is very important. But then that second part is what was so key of express your truth and then invite the other into it. Because often what I hear people doing, and I was probably doing also, is we go, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to state my truth and they have to accept it. And it actually comes into more of a power trip instead of a, a way of deepening connection. And to express your truth and then say, look, here's, here's where I'm at and here's what I really would like. Can I invite you into that? Uh, a concrete example of that for me personally in, in one of my last relationships, we were kind of traveling around a bit. I had gone back to the States to be with her, and, and, but I live here in Bali. And I said, look, here's my truth. I, I, I'm going back to Bali. I need a, a stable place that I can continue to grow professionally and personally will you come with me? Like, here's my truth. I'm going to go. Will you come with me? I'm, I'm creating the space for you to come and I'm inviting you. And so that was that practice of that advice. Yeah, that's, that's a great one because it is like the missing component <laughs> is, well, that's great. You've expressed your truth, but are you inviting somebody to be a part of that? Nice. Well, let me ask you this then, Rodolfo. I know you've written a lot of books, and I'm wondering, 
I'm going to ask this actually a little different than I normally do. One, I'd like to know what book that you've written you would recommend for our listeners specifically around partnership. And then what other resource or book that you've read or experienced that you're like, this is also a tremendous resource for anybody regarding partnership? Um, the two books that I'll, I'll, I'll say, one that's mine and one that, that I'd recommend, uh, both kind of have to do around the same thing, and it's it's self-discovery. Uh, one of my books, it's called Who Are You? Uh, it's available on my website, and it's literally just a nine-step guidebook on practices to find acceptance, to give permission, and to create and, and allow authentic expression within ourselves. And so it's a way of, of finding ourselves, our, our true selves, and who we are in each moment, and allowing that to be what's presented to the world because you know our authenticity is our most attractive quality. And so yeah, that one, it's called Who Are You? Mm-hmm. And then the one I would recommend is a book by Osho. It's On Intimacy. That's the name of it. And for years, I was told that my, my work was similar to Osho's, and I, I'd never actually read his work. And I finally read this, and it just it blew my mind because so much resonated. And especially this book, he when he talks about intimacy, we often think of intimacy as being in relation to another and and even with sexuality and other things and, and how we're intimate. But intimacy is how vulnerable do you allow yourself to get? And to be vulnerable, you have to get comfortable with yourself. To be comfortable with yourself, you have to know yourself. And so the whole book really guides you through this process and, and talks about the reasons why we are afraid to look inward, why we're afraid to really reveal ourselves and kind of the silliness of it all and, and helping us get to a place where it's more comfortable. Excellent. Thank you for those. Well, I'd love to have us wrap up our, our talk today. We're, I call it an example of the payoff of partnership. And what I mean by that is, could you share with us an, a, a specific example of something you were able to do or create or experience that was entirely the result of partnership? It wouldn't have happened on your own. Yeah. Um... There's, there's one event that happened here in Bali, and it's it's funny because, you know, a question like that, you would expect that the answer would have to do with some cooperative, um, you know, dynamic that created this beautiful outcome. And this was actually quite the opposite. It was a contrast and a friction that created something mm. uh, that actually created something beautiful. It's almost like we we weld something from the fires of our, our friction. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it happened here in Bali. I was, I was with my last partner. And I don't even remember what we were discussing. And, and it kind of came into a bit of an argument. She went to her room to, to cool off. And I was just standing there. And, and I don't know why, because normally I'm, I'm very calm. But the, all this emotion came up in me. And I got really, really angry. And I ended up um, jumping in our pool to, to literally cool off. And I go in the pool. And then I came up and I was sitting on the edge. And, and I, I think I was, I was looking out towards the rice fields. It's beautiful living here in Bali. I'm looking out towards the rice fields. And I didn't know it, but she had walked out because she felt that I was in turmoil. And so all of a sudden where we had gone from this kind of like antagonistic dynamic, she 
saw my vulnerability. She saw where I was suffering and it, it called her out and she wanted to come and support me. And so she came and she sat next to me, but I didn't realize that she had all I knew because I was so deep in my own process. All I knew was that there was suddenly a presence there and it surprised me. And I turned and, and I, I felt all the anger that I had rise up and wanted to come towards her until I realized who it was that was sitting next to me. And as soon as it happened, it's like it, it cracked me. And so that was the, the moment of like the fire peaked and then just burnt out. You know, you could call it like the phoenix, you know, rising again. It was a rebirth where it, it cracked. And instead of anger, I cracked through that emotion of anger into what's normally below it, which is grief and sadness. And I just burst into tears and just it was the most cathartic experience for me to really know one that I was being held in safety even in my most intense emotion and then letting that go it for me was one of the greatest growths because it, it, for any of the listeners out there who have ever really allowed themselves to feel their grief and to express it and especially if expressed in a safe space to be witnessed there is a element of touching your deepest self and your deepest truth that that can't be replaced with any other experience in this world. And for me, that was that moment and probably one of the greatest things that's ever happened because of relationship and funny enough, because of the friction in relationship. Thank you, Rodolfo. That, that's a, a really amazing story. And I, I love that it was actually the, the genesis through friction. Because I think we do have those ideas that, oh, in order for this to be a good thing, it's got to be all, you know, roses and, and fairy dust and, and all that kind of thing. And it's like, there's some amazing things that come out of the fires, like you said. Um, so what a great example of, of, like you said, just being able to receive that somebody was basically holding you in that space and letting it be safe for you to go wherever you needed to go to have that catharsis and have that release and, and experience. Really cool story. Thank you. Yeah, pleasure. So I have no question that by now our listeners are just going, this guy is a treasure chest. Like <laughs> he's got some amazing stuff to share. And I'd love for you to share with our listeners just how do they get a hold of you? How can they learn more about what you do? So there's two places that they can go. Uh, I've got my main website, RodolfoYoung.com. And obviously I've got all my social media also if you just look up Rodolfo Young on Facebook and Instagram or Rodolfo Heart Coach. You'll find me there. And then I also have a website called inspire1millionhearts.com. And that's part of what my mission is to inspire a million hearts. It's said right there in the title. And that came out of the first year of silence that I did where I realized that the depth of who we are, our potential, our purpose, our, our sense of being in this world doesn't come as a discovery that we find outward but rather it's an uncovery of what's inward and you know whether it be that especially in relationships that you feel you have a closed or a broken heart or a full heart or any of it it's always a story that's on top of what the wholeness of the heart is and so uncovering and uncovering and in that process I, I found so many insights and lessons and, and beautiful inspirations for myself that when I came out of silence I started this mission to inspire one million hearts and so that's that website inspire one million where I literally just put all my heart talks that I do all the audio 
um, all the inspirational quotes and a number of other resources, both from me and from other people, to help people come into that heart space. Fantastic. Fantastic. And, and for everybody listening, I know that was a lot of different resources yeah. and, and contact. Don't worry about it. They're all listed on Rodolfo's show page on Speaking of Partnership. You'll see all the links right there, his social media, his websites, and so on. So it's really, really easy for you to follow up and connect with him. Well, Rodolfo, this has been so much fun for me. Your, your stories, your insights, the things that you've reminded me of from my own life have been absolutely incredible. <laughs> I have no doubt that the folks listening are also going, wow, this is this is." rich. So I just want to thank you again for being on the show today. It's been fantastic. Uh, my pleasure. And thank you again for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. Be sure you catch the bonus stories from our guests on Follow Your Yes Friday. It's easy to do. Just go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe. Like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher or iTunes. The greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else either in person or on the web. Have a great day. And remember, even when you stumble, you're still moving forward. Peace.